0: no voicemail. Everyone deserves a victory. The Victory Bank. We exist to help our clients fulfill their visions and dreams. Member FDIC. Did you ever wish you had friends for business benefits? Well, you do now with the Ben Exchange. Stop by their website today at benexchange.com. Hello everybody and welcome into the interview portion of the Chamber Chat Podcast from the Tri County Area Chamber of Commerce. My name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank in Limerick. Also like to take this moment and thank our sponsor, the Ben Exchange, your friends for business benefits. So once again, thanks for downloading this episode. My guest today is Kevin Gaines. Kevin is from the American Financial Management Group. Kevin. Welcome to the podcast. Bill, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, this is is good. And, um, you know, I love the fact that I get a chance to meet different people. Now, you and I connected prior to this podcast. Yes. But love the fact that you're taking advantage of this opportunity. I think more people in the Chamber should do that. They get a chance to know more about your company, and they get a
1: chance to know more about the person themselves. I'm excited the Chamber offers this. I think this is, you know, it's somewhat unique that this is available and, you know, a chance to talk about what we do and why we do it. This yeah. This is a great this is a great avenue to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So let's so let's get into a little bit. So you work for American Financial Management Group. Yes. Um so first of all, tell me tell me what you
1: do, what's your title, so on and so forth. So American Financial Management Group, AFMG for short. You know, After the initial introduction, I, think, I don't think I ever say that name again, way too many syllables. <laughs> right. uh, we're a planning-driven financial advisory firm, which means we're financial advisors, but we believe all of the decisions and discussions that we have with our clients is driven from having a financial plan in place, whether it's something a formal, written, or just general concepts that we understand but it involves getting to know the client, getting to know what they really wanna do, what they wanna achieve as opposed to just saying, oh hey, you've got X amount of dollars, you're a certain age, this is what we're gonna do. It's much more personal, much more tailored, and frankly, we think much more productive for our clients.
0: Sure. And then your actual title, I know um, you're a Certified Financial Planner, correct? That is correct. Okay, so for Uh, those folks who are not familiar with that designation, can you tell me what the Certified, how a Certified Financial Planner is different than a Financial Advisor?
1: Financial Advisor is a very generic term. There's no legal structure to it. Literally anybody can open up an office, put a name plaque out and say Financial Advisor. Technically, that name means nothing. What a certified financial planner means is that I've gone through a rigorous education and testing to demonstrate that I actually know what I'm talking about, at least on some level. Uh, So it's one way to at least say he, he, he knows who he is somebody. Now, it doesn't mean if you don't have a CFP designation you don't know what you're doing or anything there's plenty of great advisors out there who do not have their cfp designation but it is definitely something a client or a potential client can grasp onto and at least have some comfort in understanding what uh we'll be doing
0: sure sure And for those folks who might be listening to the podcast and have heard the word financial advisor and you think you you know what we're going to talk about here i encourage you to just stay in the podcast do not tune out of the podcast at this point uh because kevin and i actually spoke a little bit beforehand and he has some uh good value to provide the audience here so so what is your um you you look every conversation is different right yes but what would be your general approach to how you go about financial planning for somebody
1: good question uh the first thing we want to do as strange as it sounds is as i may cynically refer to at time to time is be very touchy-feely which is to say we want to get to know the client we want to know literally hopes and dreams because ultimately that's what you're planning for whether it's you know, paying for children's education, making sure you can take a trip around the world every year once you retire, whether it's just going up into the moving up into the hills and living in a cabin. Uh, but we need to know what we want to know what you want to do, so we can figure out how to help you do that. Uh, I almost imagine us kind of like the Ways app which is to say, you know, we can tell you all these different directions you can go, how to get there faster, slower, more scenic, whatever, but you need to know where you want to go before we can even help you. So that's, you know, our first conversations revolve around those ideas of where do you want to be.
0: So so what do you say, so I've had that conversation a number of times. I'm sure you've come across couples or even individuals who have had that conversation with themselves. What would you say to people who haven't even thought about that like they're just either so caught up maybe they're a little bit later in life and they're so caught up in working and Mm -hmm. maybe trying to save and put money in their 401k to somebody who's a little bit younger who hasn't thought about it at all what would you what would you say and where do you even begin
1: really what we want to do is say you're doing this for a reason what is there you may not have thought of the reason yet but there's some, even if it's just a vague concept, what is that vague concept? Now, a lot of people are going to say, I want to save for retirement. Well, that's great, but what is retirement? You're going to do something. You may continue to work. We actually define retirement as reaching the point where you do what you're doing because you want to, not because you have to.
0: Hmm.
1: So, you know, you may have this vision, when you're 25, you may have this vision, I'm gonna play golf every day once I retire. And when we're talking to people in 25, 30 years old, that's fine, we'll go ahead and kind of use that as a placeholder. But at some point, we're to, the conversation gets better at say 50, 55, 60, get closer. Because at that point, people are gonna realize playing golf every day for 30 years is is not realistic. So not realistic. <laughs> I, I would think it might be a bit
0: enjoyable for me anyway, but not realistic. <laughs> you are correct.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it, it becomes the closer you get to that period when you're going to make the transition from having to work to wanting, to, you know, to doing whatever you want to do, the conversation gets much more particular. You get into much more of the details, you know, when you're 25, 30 years old. Again, going back with the uh, map analogy, the you know, with ways is... If you're traveling out to Seattle from Philadelphia, when you first take, you know, when you first leave, you know, do you need to know exactly which bypass you're gonna to wanna to take to get around which, you know, uh, rush hour traffic outside in Seattle? No, but once you get there, you're gonna to wanna to start figuring out these details. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, part of the planning process is staying in contact throughout the entire life cycle and making adjustments on the fly because people's desires change, reality happens, you know, maybe the market starts going up a lot and you have a lot more savings or you decided to spend more money in your younger years and that's going to have an impact. Nothing wrong with it, it's how you want to live your life. But we want to be able to, you know, make those adjustments and help you Achieve what you want to do.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. I would imagine the probably the most challenging part is the adjustments along the way because best late plans, right? If, again, if I know I'm going to Seattle, uh, you know, a straight line from here to Seattle, is that where we said we were flying to? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Just to make yeah, sure I got it right. <laughs> so our, so our yeah, audience, we, is, we, audience we, is like, wait, you said you were going to Texas. Now you're going to Seattle <laughs> now. but So we're going to Seattle and, you know, we're on the road and we can't anticipate an accident necessarily. Correct. We can't anticipate storms. We can't anticipate construction to a certain degree. Right. So how do you, how do you as a financial planner, certified financial planner, how do you it's like start to navigate that or at least put your clients
1: in a position where they're gonna be able to react to it? That's why we refer to it as financial planning, not a financial plan which is, means we're always going to be updating it. It's important for us to stay in contact with our clients. It's not just an off-the-shelf, one-time thing, here you are at 25, nothing can possibly change between now and 65 and 70. So here, this is all you need. No, we, it's about having a relationship so that we can understand what's going on, even if you don't think it's going to impact the plan. You know, you mentioned casually, hey, we really liked our vacation down in I don't know, the Outer Banks. It's like, well, you know, then we start thinking you may not think it's likely, but what if you want to move down there or get a second home? Let's start thinking about some of the what-ifs. Uh, more concrete, concretely is laws are always changing. That while, you know, we think we have a good beat on things right now, whether it's in, you know, whether it's in Harrisburg or in D.C., the rules change. You know, there might be better options in 10 years' time. There might be worse options in 10 years' time, or things just change. Again, we need to be staying on top of that. That's our job. But staying in contact with you and having that relationship so we can say, does this impact us or does this just something we need to be aware of down the road? So
0: what would you say... Um, And this might be a difficult question, so I'm just prepping it ahead of time. So what would you say to a prospective client that doesn't have the knowledge level to kind of get this stuff, like get what you're talking about? Because you're going to have – you're going to be working with all kinds of different people, right? You're going to have somebody who's acutely attuned to the market and what a financial plan looks like. But then you have other people who maybe not necessarily will connect all the dots – so how do you work? Because and again, some of the some of our podcast audience might fall into that. Absolutely. They might be extremely intimidated by the just some of the things that you're even mentioning, and they might cringe at some words that you're you know uh, that you're uttering. But so how do you navigate that knowledge piece for somebody who's not really in the know as far as a uh, financial plan is concerned?
1: Well, that's a big responsibility of ours is to help educate clients. Not educate this is what you want to do, but what to expect and what we can do. Not what we have to do, but what we can do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people will have an idea of, well, financial planner and just kind of have this image of some investment salesman whose sole purpose is just to try to get you to buy something to make a commission it's taking the time and if we're doing our job no matter how for lack of a better phrase informed you are about the whole process if we're doing if i'm doing my job and educating you getting to know you the comfort level is almost a byproduct of the conversation process
0: sure sure and that's that sounds about right the multiple touch points definitely i think is is a is a key and i i've I know a lot of financial advisors and I like to consider them close on my network and they're all folks who keep in touch with their customers. But I also know people who I haven't heard my from, from my financial advisor in three years. Whatever. And they think it's on autopilot. And yeah, part of it might be on autopilot, but I think there needs to be those those touch points there.
1: There does. I mean and frankly, if your advisor isn't reaching out to you what you think is enough, reach out to them. Mm-hmm. And this will also be a big tell because then if your advisor seems to be getting annoyed when you reach out to them, maybe it's not the right advisor for you. Yeah. Now, that being said, if you have an advisor who stays in way too much contact with you, again, may not be the right advisor for you, doesn't mean they're doing a bad job. A lot of the relationship is just that, a relationship. It's There's a lot of advisors who know what they're doing, who are competent, but their style, their compensation system, their whatever may not suit you. Doesn't mean they're bad, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot, it's very personality driven. Once you become comfortable with the trust and competency of the advisor, a lot of it is personality.
0: Yeah. And I know there's a lot of these uh, savings vehicles and a lot of these investments that have tax implications. Yes. Which is sometimes extremely difficult to navigate. <laughs> so do
1: you give tax advice? We do not give tax advice, but we are very much tax aware in our conversations. So, you know, a CPA will give you tax advice. My regulators, the moment I say, sure, I do tax advice, that's going to send up all sorts of red flags and ditches. like, be sure. careful what you're saying. But it's very much something for us to be aware of to say, hey, you know, this works well but in your situation we may want to look at a roth versus a traditional ira because of these reasons it doesn't mean you know quite frankly right now there's a bill in congress that could have some significant impacts on which savings vehicles people use for their retirement overall it's generally considered a very good bill very favorable to a lot of people But, you know, nothing's ever 100%. And you should, as a client, you should depend on us or expect us to be on top of this stuff, to say, hey, these changes are happening. We may want to look at X, Y, and Z. Or maybe you should go talk to your estate planner and say, hey, these things have changed. How does that impact us? Mm -hmm. So even if it's not something we can do, it's we want to make you aware of saying, maybe we need to talk to your accountant, your lawyer, whoever.
0: Gotcha. So we have a few minutes left, but I do want to get into um, uh, a little bit saving versus spending. <laughs> you know, is there a, is there a magic, is, can we wave a magic wand and make it all just happen the way it's supposed to happen? Oh, if, like, if that was only possible. Like, what's the what's the general um, thought on saving? Obviously, the more we save, the more we're going to earn an yes. interest and the better off we're going to be. But saving versus spending right like we all want a lifestyle that we want to balance and just kind of give me the, the cliff notes version of
1: i mean and that actually gets back to the planning thing because you have two choices you could actually almost think of saving as spending uh, that saving is spending in the future spending is spending today and your mood's gonna change. You know, When you're 23 years old, if you're fortunate enough not to have any debt or anything, you may say, hey, it's a great time to save, and you're gonna be saving, and then all of a sudden, I wanna get married, wanna have kids, wanna have a house, gotta save for college, as well as retirement, and now all of a sudden, your priorities change, and that's when we look at the plan and say, hey, things have changed, what can we shift to make this easier? What we're not going to do is say you can't, in most cases, you're not gonna spend, you shouldn't spend, you're not gonna spend this money, we're saying no. Our job is to help you see how that's gonna impact the plan and then make adjustments if that's what you wanna do. Mm -hmm. Generally, there's a rule of thumb that says, for example, you wanna have 80% of your income saved for retirement or as far as spending, retirement spending. Mm -hmm. I hate rules of thumb in this industry because there's so many variations to that. You could actually almost do more harm than good when you're 25 years old targeting something like that for your retirement savings. Yeah, that's fine. But as you get into your 40s and 50s, and you're actually getting closer and making concrete, you can't rely on those. Shouldn't rely on those rule of thumbs.
0: Yeah. Well, anymore. again, that's that, that's where your multiple touch points comes in over time. Exactly. Things shift, like you say, government policy shifts. There may be things you want to take advantage of, things that you may want to, you know, pull out of. So yeah, it all just is that is that constant conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what else would you like to add before we
1: go here? Well, I think one of the other misconceptions people have about financial advisors is I need to have a pot of money. I need to have a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, whatever. Uh, truth is, nowadays most advisors aren't necessarily going to get hung up on that number there's multiple ways multiple services and ways we can do business that you know you may have no savings you may you know be considered quote unquote middle income or even lower income there's still ways that we're going to be able to work with you the important thing is when you're interviewing financial advisors, and yes, you should interview a financial advisor before you sign on with somebody, you shouldn't just pick someone out of a hat and say, mm-hmm. we're doing business. 100%. Ask them questions. If, you know, an, an honest financial advisor is going to sit there and be very open with you and transparent about what they do and why they do it and how they do it. Mm-hmm. Trust is the mo- probably the most important thing in this industry.
0: Sure. Absolutely, and the relationship that you gain, like the long-term relationship, you you start out with somebody who might be a little bit younger, and you kind of see them through the years, and you you watch them grow, and you guys grow together, and it's just kind of it's it's kind of a cool thing. It's
1: exactly that's that's the fun part of the job is being involved and seeing how life happens, and being able to be there and help with situations, both good and bad. Sure. quite rewarding yeah yeah. as corny as that may sound
0: well kevin thanks for being on today how can folks reach you if they wanted to connect with you
1: uh great question uh you can find us on our website afmgplanning.com or you can reach out to me directly uh area code 610-640-7660 Nice, and we'll put
0: that those uh, notes in the episode notes as well, um, for folks who are maybe mobile right now, or riding a bike, or going for a walk, cleaning the house, whatever you're mowing the lawn, whatever you're doing, you take the Chamber Chat podcast with you. So, uh, thanks for being a guest today. Appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, here. thank you, and thank you for your membership. This was your first podcast too, this right? This was my very first podcast. Nice. So, it's... so what'd you think? It's exciting. I enjoyed it. It's not bad, right?
1: doing it. I I'll tell you, what, this you is. know,
0: some people come in here a little bit nervous. And again, for the podcast audience, if you you know don't think your voice sounds good, or you think you might be nervous, and uh, trust me when I tell you, it everything will be fine. It'll come off just fine. Um, we encourage you to be a guest on the podcast. And if you'd like to be a guest, you can email us at podcast at chamber dot com. That's podcast at chamber. Again, Kevin, thank you for being a guest today. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy the day. Thank you. And also uh, thanks to our sponsor, the Ben Exchange, your friends for business benefits. So that's all for today's episode. Until we connect again, all my best. Bye for now. Thank you again for downloading this episode. If you would like to stay in touch with your Chamber of Commerce, Please visit our website, that's tricountyareachamber.com. You can also follow us on social media, on LinkedIn, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. You can also pick up the phone and call us at 610-326-2900, a live person will pick up the phone. It's once again on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, please consider subscribing to this podcast. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. So again, subscribe to this podcast and also turn on notifications where you'll be notified of new episodes. The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, serving the greater Pottstown area since 1927.